0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, coming to you with the social media king himself, the master plas- the master blaster, and the PlayStation aficionado, Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? It's going good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Can't complain. Um it's uh well can't complain but uh if you've seen uh how uh things are going globally when it comes to a certain pandemic that's going around it's not so hot but me personally i'm good i'm good i'm
1: fine it's uh important these times to try to keep uh, the positivity going
0: exactly that's what we're here for yes so uh yeah um There's a lot to talk about because we are hurdling towards the eve of next gen. Um, I think the next episode after this one will actually be on the eve of next gen. So like on the uh, like on right on the edge. So
1: Uh, uh, I think I did the
0: calculation. It has to be basically either the day before or on the day of.
1: So this one goes live on the thirteenth. And then As you're listening re-
0: to this, it's it will yeah. be the thirteenth, yeah. If you're yeah, listening to it on the date release. The
1: next one is the twenty-seventh. And then after that, it's the tenth. So we have like one episode left after this
0: one, and then we yeah. get to the Xbox Series X launch. Yeah. So the next one is on the eve, and the one after yeah. that is the actual launch. Before so, we dive uh,
1: into um all the game stuff. Because there's a lot of stuff that's happened this week. Yep. I just want to take this moment. To. Um, to say a few words. For our amazing Game Rivals community. Because. Yep. It has truly become. A little Game Rivals community. Um, so. I think last week. A couple of weeks ago. or I think last week. Mm. I started. Uh, uh, I'm not a social media guy. I mean like. uh and I, st- I started checking out our uh, on Instagram. You know, I thought, okay, we have an Instagram. Let's see what we can do with that. Because uh, I'm going to be honest, we didn't have a lot of followers. And then, uh, you know, I just started to talk with some people and 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 check out other people's stuff. And I don't know what happened, but within a few days, we crossed 100 followers. Uh, mm-hmm. And as of this moment, we're at 155, which is just amazing. So yeah. I just want to take this moment to thank everybody both our podcast listeners our instagram followers or friends or better said our instagram game rivals i just want to thank everybody and i think i speak for the both of us They're like yeah thank you definitely. all so much for the tremendous support the, the the amazing conversations the the fun comments um we've seen our sky our, our podcast skyrocketing as well so it's really cool to see that a lot of new people are coming into the game rivals family um, I must honestly say it is it is intense sometimes because you're just you're just talking to a lot of people and you just keeping like okay oh yeah I said this to this person and I have to say that to that person because sometimes I have like multiple conversations going on. But you know, and that I, I've said it a, a couple of times. What I love about the gaming community is that mm-hmm. it just brings us together. No matter okay. our race, our sex, our, our our age, the color of our skin, no matter what it just brings us together to share that love and passion for gaming and i just i just love that and and we just want to thank everybody from the bottom of our hearts for the support and here's to the
0: future in which we hopefully can do even more with uh, with the game rivals family so thank you yes also thank you from me as well um seeing the number of listens us essentially explode over the past couple of weeks has been nothing but yeah, just brings nothing but joy to me and uh, Sean Templar as well. Um, so thank you guys for giving us a listen. And please don't forget to, um, you know, share the love, share the podcast with your friends uh, that that you think will like it. Um, you know, give us a like, uh, give us a five star review, of course, on, uh, on Apple podcast or whatever podcasting program you use to listen to us. So that also the podcast will be uh, bumped up as well. Don't forget to follow us uh, on Instagram if you're already following us. Again, thank you for that. Thank you for the 150 plus um, and still growing. Um, Don't forget to share that as well. We are going to do more stuff in the future on our YouTube channel as well. The link is in the description of the podcast. Or if you're on our Instagram, there's a neat little link to wherever you can follow us uh, on the web. So, uh, hit that up and uh, follow us there. Uh, we also have a Discord. Um, if you want to join us there for some chats, you can join us there. The link is in the description of this episode. I was thinking maybe we should turn our Discord into an Among Us Discord. We can have a section for yeah. Among Us. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I think can, uh, well, can, we can have like different segments. Yeah. We can have different segments for different rivals.
1: We, uh, well, we'll go into uh, Among Us in a later bit. but this almost felt like an Oscar acceptance speech, so I'm gonna take my mom and my dad and my producer.
0: <laughs> the only difference is no one is playing you off right now. There's no music increasing yeah, slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playoffs, that... like oh, I wanna... <laughs> and that's suddenly there's a hook that just rips you off like in those movies cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> and
1: without that
0: and on that note, let's switch over to the news. Yeah. So it's been crazy. It's crazy. I don't know if anybody's been able to keep up with anything because even we, the game rivals, have been having this. Like I said in the previous episode, it is the autumn of gaming, which means there's a lot of gaming news coming out. We are hurdling towards next gen. Um, yeah, it's been crazy. So remember a couple of months ago, right on the cusp of um, most countries' is lockdown microsoft had a bunch of people over specifically uh people from digital foundry and
1: austin evans and a couple other people
0: yeah to actually see the xbox series x take it apart and put it back together and actually see the components that was really cool by the way how they did that that was really cool because they used a very specific they used a special model and they had that had the actual parts, the but parts. they used magnets, so they yeah. didn't have to screw things together. Yeah. This time, um, PlayStation took it upon themselves to do a teardown of the PlayStation 5. Yep. Um, one of the uh, the engineers of the PlayStation 5... I'm sorry, I don't have the name of the guy right now. Um, they posted a video on their PlayStation blog and also, of course, on their YouTube channel where they literally take apart a PlayStation 5. And first things first, we already knew that it was going to be huge, but this time we actually had a proper unit sitting next to someone taking it apart and not just this side camera thing that they did with uh, Japanese press like uh, two weeks ago. Um, So, yeah, the, the unit is huge, but there's also a reason for that.
1: I'm really because happy the for the is reason. Huge. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really happy to see why. I'm like, now that I understand, it's it's something we've suspected, and it's really yeah. cool. It's it's
0: cool to see. I mean, see. that's the only reason why you would do that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if yeah. you they've completely disassembled it, and if you look at it, there's like this really tiny motherboard in it that has all the components. So that, I'd almost say that like twenty percent is actual hardware, and maybe eighty percent is pure cooling. Uh, and and it it has this massive heat sink. I think if you were to throw it at somebody's head, that person would just die. It's just so massive. <laughs> so, Dang, dude. Yeah, it's like a why mo- do you keep throwing stuff at people? No, but like it's it's the same with like the the Xbox power brick, you know? That, that if you drop that on somebody's head, that person is dead as well. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you never made that those. Thing is a
0: monolith, though. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I mean, I've heard the monolith joke many times, but. Not the throw it at someone's it, head. If, if somebody breaks into your house, you know what to grab: an Xbox power Break. <laughs> if you have one laying around, yeah, and if you're yeah. strong enough to lift it because it's. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so yeah. there's this massive heat sink into it, and they really invested this- a lot in trying to keep the PlayStation Five cool. They're decided. using liquid metal, yep, to uh, as a as a heat conductor to conduct yep. the heat from the 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 system on a chip, the SOC to the heatsink, which they said they've engineered in a way that is as effective as a vapor chamber. Which then, I just wonder... Which then I wondered why bring up the vapor chamber and if you were going to do that anyways, why not just use a vapor chamber? Like, what is the downside of the vapor chamber which they figured that, no, that's not a good idea for us to do. Let's do it this way instead. Because if you look at it, it seems like they really invested their time in getting that heatsink right. Yeah. To that size, but that was an acceptable enough size for them to use. Because I think that if they used the vapor chamber, it would be smaller. I mean, that's I think that's one of the reasons why Microsoft is using the vapor chamber again with the Series X.
1: Yeah, but like I think in this case the I think it's a two-step approach. I mean, you have the vapor chamber that adds a lot of cooling and then using liquid metal over traditional thermal paste also adds like an extra layer on top of that. So it's, I think a, a two part approach instead of saying, we'll just put in this massive vapor chamber kind of solution and we'll mm-hmm. just put thermal paste into it because liquid metal is like, is, is the top of the line solution for cooling. The only downside to liquid metal is, is, is it can cause corrosion over time. So Oh, but when that I saw liquid... I did
0: not know,
1: yeah, so like if if I have seen instances in which um there were people that were taking devices that are known to get really hot uh and then apply liquid metal to it, and then, for example, after a while or after a year or whatever, check the impact of it um it's a pretty aggressive material, it works really, really well, but there is some form of failure in it, and I mean, like the last thing you want is your your c p u to corrode. And that you have a, a quality program on your hands as a, as a company, because you chose a cooling solution that just eats away at the at the console. I mean, they said they put two years of development into it, so I think they have minimized that risk. But it is still yeah. something that that will only time will tell. But I think with the solution they've know, chosen,
0: but do we know of like Xbox One X users that have the corrosion problem? Because that one also uses a vapor chamber so va- it's it's like two things so you have the vapor chamber which
1: is basically the physical cooling solution so it's like the radiators and the fins and mm-hmm. then the the ther- the the liquid metal is nothing more than the thermal paste so the the, the layer that's on top of the um, on the cpu yeah. generally the vapor chamber it has uh it works with basically water in it also and it has a copper uh, exterior that that interacts with the, the CPU. So it should practically cause less degradation because it's copper, because it's a bit more resistant. Uh, mm. and, you, and I could see that Sony has also kind of insulated the liquid metal. You saw this spongy material around it. So yeah. I I think they have it sorted pretty out. out. But I was like, I was surprised to see it because I remember maybe two or three weeks ago reading a, a rumor that Sony was going to do liquid metal. I thought like wow, that would be really nice if they pulled it off. But, you know, I mean, there's a reason why in the PC gaming scene, Liquid Metal isn't used a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So while they were doing that, for whatever reason, (laughs) they changed a bunch of stuff. Specifically, the trophies. Yep. And honestly, I think they changed it for the better because they've restructured how... The levels work, and what it means to get a trophy and what the worth is of each trophy. Now, obviously, they there's, they did a general teardown that's also on PlayStation Blog. So, if you want to find out about how that works or why you suddenly have a big number where you used to have a small number uh, next to uh, next to your name on uh, on your PlayStation account, that's why. Um, I've we I think the designs the that they also showed. In the blog, is, I think the new designs for the trophies, which I'm not opposed. They look it's nice. For the but trophy again, levels. Are... Yeah, but I'm not, like I've said it before on the podcast, I am not an achievement hunter or a trophy hoarder. Um, if I get an achievement or a trophy, cool, sure, whatever. But, you know, for me, it's all about the gameplay and the games. If the game's great, it's great. If it's not great, then it's not great. I know that there are people out there that specifically play crappy games because the achievements in there are very easy to get. (laughs) (laughs) Or the trophies are easy to get. Or they play kids' games because the trophies are easy to get.
1: I I can can understand.
0: But but that also means that I don't know what's a kid's game these days? Um, Lego? Lego Star Wars, maybe? Yeah, like Lego Star Wars. No, actually those tend to have like really difficult achievements. Really? Yeah. But it's difficult in the sense that you have to do a lot. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of fetch questy kind of stuff tied to those achievements and trophies. I've heard. Like if you check out like for example the completionist, he plays those kind of games, he, you know, it's in his name, he completes them. So that also means getting all the trophies platinum. Mm-hmm. So, but from what, from his experiences that I've seen, um, they tend to not really be worth getting the platinums on, which is saying a lot. (laughs) So, in the PS3 era, I used to do it a lot. I have, I think, nine platinums. Um, The last one I got was for Spider Man on PS4. I have zero. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest. Normally, that didn't, that doesn't phase me until, um, Uh, Until I heard from uh, Robin, who was one of our uh, special guests, that um, his girlfriend got a platinum on Last of Us Part 2, like hardcore. His girlfriend has a platinum for Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, you're like... Or his wife better
1: put, because they're married now.
0: Ah. Right. Uh That's she's she's like, she's this super and, and, dedicated and was, trophy hunter. Uh, it's really cool and that, to see. And, and that just made me sad because I was like, "Oh, oh wow, I'm yeah, I feel kind of like trash now." <laughs> but I can't wow. even get a single okay. platinum. <laughs> oh, yeah, but God. like for example,
1: the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man platinum is really easy to get cuz you basically just yeah, have so, to do everything on the map.
0: Yeah. So, um I'm going to talk about that later. Um, yeah. Spider-Man, but uh, um, yeah, so trophies got overhauled why they were also uh, showing off the teardown, so it got snowed under, because it yep. took me two days and checking my email to see that they sent something about oh, by the way, trophies are being overhauled as we speak, and by that time, it already had happened yeah. so I was talking to you, like, hey they like overhauled the trophies, you're like yeah, what well, happened the day that the PS5 yeah. teardown happened, like, yeah. oh, that was weird <laughs> yeah, it was,
1: because when you went to the playstation blog you saw the the teardown video on top and then underneath that you saw a trophy thing and i was like let me check out wow, the trophy they, thing they first they before. literally
0: buried it themselves
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if they shared it on the same day or not but it, i think they did because i saw uh, it has
0: to if it was beneath it, it was it must have been shared on oh the no they day. shared it two days before oh. no way Seriously? but nobody saw it i think i don't hey i'm i'm gonna be honest I I didn't hear anybody talk about trophies. Yeah. Because nobody's brought it up. I haven't heard hide nor hair from like the normal sources. Yeah. Nobody's brought it up. Maybe there was an article somewhere, but it got buried. I didn't see anyone talk about it. So, yeah. And somehow I did find out that Doctor Strange is going to be in the next Spider Man movie. So,
1: yeah, I did see that one. Uh,
0: By the way, that ought to be cool.
1: Um Sony's been a lot in the news this week because they also mm-hmm. published their strategy around backwards
0: compatibility
1: and it was yesterday I think
0: good news backwards compatibility fans yes. 99% of the games will run on PlayStation 5 which is yeah. a far cry from the earlier year that they said like the top 100 it's like yeah. And that just, is not a, a lot of
1: dedication. <laughs> <laughs> there is a list of games that are not supported, and you can see that on the on the PlayStation. I think it's website.
0: like 10 games.
1: Yeah, and if you look at it, there, there's games on it where you actually think like, do I really want to play this back? It it's not it's it's maybe like a, a, a it's not a triple A game or anything.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think there... I mean I checked the list, I mean I can check it again, but yeah, there was there wasn't anything that stood out to me like oh you know, it's a shame that that's not on there, but yeah, yeah not really. Yeah. Uh, There's Sony also, you can find all this information on the PlayStation
1: blog. Sony also went into the article uh, talking about Game Boost, which mm-hmm. is, I think, something that you see on the Xbox and that the PS4 Pro also has. So there have been some developers that have already come out and said what Game Boost will allow. So, for example, in the... Of tsushima, of tsushima you will be able to uh, use game boost to get uh, up to 60 fps and i think it's in 4k so
0: that's actually really nice if that's true man that's that's next step that's next, i mean that's next league.
1: that game is already gorgeous on the ps4 pro and mm-hmm. i mean if you have it in in true 4k 60 fps i mean that's going to be a buttery smooth uh, experience naughty dog has said that all of the games they have brought out this generation, so both the remasters and the new games, are all playable through backwards
0: compatibility. on. Uh... Are they going to use games? Do, do they didn't games mention even... that. Like, I'm, I, with the exception of maybe the Nathan Drake collection and uh, Uncharted 4, does The Last of Us need game boost? Because I don't think 60 frames per second is going to add anything to that game. Because yeah, so, it's most, like, if you really think about it, like, The Last of Us games is mostly wandering around. <laughs> yeah, so, so,
1: and I've been thinking about this for a while now, but the one of the big selling points of next-gen is that it's going to be 4K up to 120 frames. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then I saw, like, games coming out or developers coming out and saying, our game will have an optional 60 FPS mode. And I thought, like... But why would you have an optional 60 FPS mode if the whole selling point of next gen is 60 FPS or higher? And I thought, but wait, if they want the game to have this cinematic look and feel, then I completely understand why they're giving it you as an option. I mean, a a game such as the last of Us, who is actually pretty cinematic, you wouldn't want that game to run at 60 FPS because it might actually take you out of the experience because it's, to buttery smooth for your eyes. But I can imagine that a racing game or a game like Spider-Man where you're swinging through the city, I would 60 wouldn't...
0: frames would be better. Yeah,
1: I mean, that would be definitely suitable. So that, yeah, okay, now it makes sense that it's optional.
0: So we don't have a release date for... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grand Turismo 7, right? Nope. If I know the lead the the like the director of that game i know that he's kind of a perfectionist especially oh, when it comes yeah. to, yep. to to the ga- to, to the gran turismo if that game does not have the option to run at 120 frames per second i will be shocked yeah i mean i'm sure that 60 frames is the bare minimum that that he wants to set yep. and then he's going to try and push the team to get it to 120 frames per second yep. at 4k which i may I, maybe he won't go for 4k maybe he They'll use some kind of DLSS solution to output in 4K, but yo, I would be I would be surprised if that game does not come out and it does not support 120. Yeah, games. I mean, like, Dirt an option,
1: third five is going to support 120 on release. So on next gen consoles.
0: All yeah. right, there you go. That means that there's a reason for him to even push even harder. The funny <laughs> thing is that uh, I read an article a while back that. Normally
1: for them to model a car takes 6 months and they've been able to no, cut really? that time down to 3 months which is still long but that's so long but that's because they're just so I don't know if they use for pho- pho- what is it called photogrammetry so that new technique in which they use cameras to capture an object so I don't oh, know
0: photo Yeah. Yeah,
1: that yeah photogeometry yeah. so I don't know if they're using that or not to scan cars because for example um a, a a popular sim racing game called Assetto mm. Corsa Competizione um that game uses uh they scan all the real the tracks they have in the game are all laser scanned so they're at the physical track and yeah. they use this complex array in which they scan the whole track inch by inch and then they put it in the game that way so i would almost say like okay for a racing game as a Gran Turismo you mm-hmm. would use photogeometry because it just yeah. speeds up the whole process but um yeah, three months for a car is still a lot of time. That's still a lot. Yeesh, no wonder. And geez, they're outsourcing Grand it as well. It takes
0: so long. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, well, I mean, uh, it's, 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 I'll already be happy if Gran Turismo comes out in the launch window. Because I think that a lot of the games are going to come out. Uh, Sony and Microsoft have been really hush around what's going to come out after... The launch
0: week, or because the launch window, remember, is the first three months of yeah. the system. Yeah. So but we know they, the resident. They essentially is have plenty of time in yeah. quotes, but three months is very quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it comes out in November, before you know, it, during Christmas, if they are able to in any way generate some supply, a lot of Xboxes and Playstations will end up on the Christmas trees. But I mean, like people like us, if I get one on day one. Because this is my strategy. I've pre-ordered it at one shop. If I get mm-hmm. it there, I'll get it. If I don't get it there, I might try another shop. But if I just don't get it on launch day, I, I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm going all in on Cyberpunk. Then I'll just isolate myself because I've took, taken some time off. I'll just go all <laughs> in on Cyberpunk waiting for that call to say, hey, we got your PS5. Come on and pick it up. But w- yeah. what I'm basically doing right now is, is I'm going to skip out on Valhalla. I'm going to skip mm. out on Legion. I'm okay. all going to buy them on PS5. But hmm. if, I only, if I get my PS5 next year, that will automatically mean that I won't be able to play these games until next year.
0: That's a choice. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair choice. Um, I mean, I'm not getting a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox uh, Series X anytime soon because I don't tend to jump on the bandwagon with those systems right away. I tend to wait until more interesting games for me come out. I mean, if they were to say like, "Oh, the next uh, Monster Hunter was gonna come out," I'd be like, "Okay, it's time to like think about follow it." Follow the follow the ramen diet, <laughs> buy a whole bunch of cheap cup noodles, and uh, and just squirrel away my money and buy it. But, yeah, No, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this launch goes, uh, how the games are gonna be. Um, and like I and we've talked about it before, and I know that you're not a fan of it, but this is one of the reasons why. Um, people tend to, at least at the beginning of a console generation, yeah. um, tend to really gravitate towards having backwards compatibility because they have – because I've seen a lot of people say, well, I have a lot of backlog catalog games, so I'm not yeah. getting the system right now. Yeah. But if you can play it on the, sy- on the new system while you're waiting for all the interesting games to come out, you can still play your, your backlog on the new system. And then you don't have to worry about it. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about it if there's a scarcity. So there's yeah, that I mean, interesting that. dynamic going on there. I, at one, one point,
1: I do have the feeling that there is this machine that's being fed around supply constraints. Because, I mean, Sony has said we're going to make sure that there's more supply on day one than we had with the PS4.
0: And well, that- Pana kind of doesn't say a lot if you think about it. Because if, if they I, have enough on day one, what happens to day two and day three and so yeah, on? Yeah, but like, I
1: think that, I think they're not counting on any uh, last minute buyers. I think they're, are, they're focused on, okay, we need to make sure that we fill all the, yeah, we need to fill all pre-orders. And I think that, that people are are feeding that that scarcity machine and where they're saying like, oh, but it's, it's," I mean, they're creating this fear that, oh, people are not going to, and it it almost feels like you're either going to get a console day one, and if you don't get it on day one, the next opportunity you'll get one is next year. Whereas I don't think that's going to happen. I think there will be a steady supply of consoles coming in. It will take a little bit of time. I mean, that's why I decided to go in on Cyberpunk uh, (laughs) to kill the time. But it it almost feels like- maybe, <laughs> but, but but like, it feels like it's, if you, you miss the boat and you're left on the island and then the next time the boat comes around is next year and that's your chance to get off the island and I'm like, uh, no, I don't think that's going to be the way, I think there's going to be a lot of boats coming around, we just have yeah. to wait for the next one and that's not next year, I mean like, even in the group that we're in, Gizmos is saying, oh, I pre-ordered my, my PS5 months ago and they told me I'm in Wave 2 which is going to be next year and I'm like, yeah, but maybe the retailer that you pre-ordered your console is maybe... Because they're not a big player, maybe yeah. the manufacturers are just allocating more sh- uh, supply to a bigger player, such as a media yeah. market, not market, as you hate it, or, yeah. uh, I don't know, sure, like a web shop, uh, you know? And, and this is global. I mean...
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, I, There was an article about um, allocation of... Are not allocation, but like pre-orders, and the most pre-orders were coming from the US for the PlayStation Five, yeah. which was I think about made up for seventy-two or seventy-four percent of the pre-orders. Yeah, so it's seventy-two like percent. They did yeah.
1: like a there was this company that did like a survey among five hundred people. Seventy-two percent said they'll buy a PlayStation, and it's going to be a disc edition. Yeah. I mean, I get why they would to do it in the in the US due to internet band caps and stuff like that. So that's why I kind of. Want the went for the digital editions or like, you know, a lot of people will probably go for the disc edition because when I went to pre-order mine, I asked the guys like, hey, what can you give me some insight on your pre-orders? And he said like, yeah, we have a lot of pre-orders for the disc edition and for the digital edition, it's a lot less. But yeah, there are also stories floating around that uh, Sony is going to churn out more disc editions than uh, digital editions because um, for the, it's not interesting for the retailer. The retailer just sells the box. And they lose that customer unless the customer comes back to buy PlayStation cards. But I don't know if that's actually a thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which reminds me of some uh, some 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 weird breaking news. Breaking news right now. Um, do you want to do the sound? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in post. Okay. Um, so let me just hit that thing and put it in here. It? Yeah, post. Anyway, um, so the thing is – so remember in the U.S. you have this retailer called GameStop.
1: I know, GameStop. It's also in some European countries.
0: Yeah, I know that Germany has them as well. Yeah. Um, And – well, the thing is people are always saying that oh, GameStop, you know, because they've been shutting down a lot of stores lately, not just because of the pandemic. But, like, uh, for the past couple of years, they've been losing, losing, losing uh, money um, and customers. And now they have partnered with Microsoft, of all people, to help them not only um, help them uh, with how they do their infrastructure uh, in the stores and online and stuff like that. Um, They'll be using Microsoft's Azure servers to um, do some uptakes. Um the stores are getting services that the that the employees will use to do orders and stuff on them and 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 allocations that the, the allocation system will be supported through Microsoft servers. They're also outside of the Microsoft store going to be giving people the opportunity to get the all uh the all access Xbox plan. Oh, that's nice. Which is apparently like an exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. between them and uh, GameStop which means that if you want to get that amazing deal and the all access is a pretty amazing deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. To pick up either a Xbox Series S for 25 bucks a month or an Xbox Series X for 35 bucks a month and in total save 20 bucks on the whole thing including getting Xbox Live, uh Game Pass Ultimate, um and of course the console itself to play it on. That's and, a really good yeah, deal. Yeah, and
1: if you have an Android device, you can also automatically enroll into XCloud with your yeah. next-gen console, so you can even play those games on the go.
0: Exactly. So them doing that partnership with uh, Microsoft basically means that GameStop gets to live for another couple of years at least. I
1: hope so, because they were on the there were a lot of rumors they were on the verge of bankruptcy.
0: Oh yeah, they 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 tried to sell it bunch of times in the past yeah. nobody wanted to pick it up yeah um so yeah it, it yeah so that was a little bit of a breaking news that i just found out about today um, <laughs> as we're recording this so um yeah i just wanted to throw that in there good and, one. yeah uh, and talk about it because we're going into the xbox stuff anyways yeah i mean because uh... a lot of reviewers ign influencers what you call it um they've been getting hands on time with the xbox series x um not with next gen games unfortunately we'll have to wait a little bit longer for that but they were able to test out the backwards compatibility and of course the quick resume functionality they also got a terabyte um uh, uh, seagate uh card which honestly seeing it in person in someone's hands looks like those old school memory sticks memory memory cards cards, that used to Put in your consoles. Remember those kids? Oh my god! Back when you had to buy a memory card, it's back and more expensive than ever. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I remember. That. So, at least from what we've seen from the impressions, the general consensus is this: load times, even on backwards compatibility games, specifically, you know, like Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, uh, Xbox One games, fast. oh blazing fast really fast
1: what what i don't understand is is that i have an ssd in my ps4 pro and it doesn't feel i don't get the idea that it's as fast as what i saw with the series x so i'm wondering what kind of magic the series x is pulling off because in some cases it just shaves off we had an
0: answer to that by the way oh they did a thing they did a thing on that um if you're if you really want to see like how that works people check out Digital Foundry they have some awesome videos up they also have a video up on how ray tracing uh, works specifically for next gen gaming on next gen consoles and they use Spider-Man uh the Spider-Man Remastered as an example for that so that's definitely worth a check out if you also want to understand how ray tracing works and why it works the way it does but they were talking about the backwards compatibility of the Xbox, um, the Xbox Series X, and basically why it's so fast with those um, NVMe SSDs is that the CUDA cores, or sorry, not the the CUDA, the Jaguar cores in the previous generation uh, uh, cons or the current generation consoles are, are probably the bottleneck because. It being able to read that fast mm-hmm. um, seems to be partially due to not just the NVMe, but also in due to the processor itself, Speaking so the, the CPU. Uh, it just so
1: trans- the- um, it processed the data faster.
0: Exactly. Ah. So it is able to process it faster. And that's probably the reason because they also tested it with an NVMe um, connected to USB uh, 3.0 and the fastest bus possible. <laughs> on an Xbox Series uh sorry an Xbox 1X and it was still faster on the Series X mm. even though they were using the exact same thing they were using a uh, an NVMe in a heat sink um casing that they okay. could hook up to USB uh I think it was from Asus or something and yeah the, the in some instances the difference was maybe a few seconds, but in other instances it took maybe ten seconds or more. So there's a so there's a difference and the difference is the bottleneck of the old Jaguar core CPUs. So then you would almost say that on the PS5
1: that it will mm-hmm. be even better because it has a a faster SSD and also has a custom SSD controller. Because yep. I saw in some games, such as in Red Dead Redemption 2 and in other big games, in some cases, it just shaves off minimum of 30 seconds to like maybe a minute, even, even more in some
0: cases. That I thought like, yeah. whoa, this is worlds
1: apart. This is just insanity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, if you want to get more better into detail, again, Digital Foundry has that up. It's really great. Um, they also just hit a million uh, subscribers on on YouTube. I saw that. So that's yeah, also cool. They did a cool.
1: stream for that.
0: Really cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I and mean, that's because nobody has been talking. Everybody has been talking about the SSD. The SSD, of course, are a big component in this. But nobody realizes what a CPU does. I feel like because of this, people have forgotten what a CPU does and what it's what a CPU is. Supposed to do yeah. because back in the day, and especially in the '90s, we used to say the CPU is the brains of the operations, and that has not changed. I mean, the emphasis on graphics and speed and write speed and hard drives and whatnot has come to the forefront. But the thing that always ties them together, from the '90s till today and beyond, will always be the CPU, and The better, the more efficient CPU you have, the more efficient computer or console you'll get. I wonder what what this generation will do
1: because it's just something that popped into my mind, but I really wonder what this generation will do to PC gaming because even though PC gaming is still uh, Master Race and whatnot, I think that, (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know what's... I mean, I have a game PC, but I don't use it as much. I use it for specific games, but like... Mm. I I wonder because you're hearing about all these. An SSD is nothing new. I mean, it's been available mm-hmm. for PCs for years, but mm-hmm. it it sounds like that they're using it in so many new ways, or they're fi- they they found new ways to squeeze out a lot of those SSDs. Because I've had I have an NVMe SSD in my PC, and I don't have the feeling that I'm getting the fast load times as being shown in those videos. Yes, it's fast load times, but I'm not getting. It, it it it's not wowing me and yeah um I, I feel that that a lot of things in the console space are, are it, it will have some impact on pc gaming i just wonder how, what or how
0: mm, well considering that pcs have been using the ssds and now mvmes as well um, basically from the get-go whenever they're available I don't think it's going to change that much. I think the thing that's going to change much when it comes to game development is especially with the new generation of graphics card that comes out that also have the hardware ray tracing in them. Mm-hmm. How they how they essentially allocate ray tracing um resources. Resources on PC versus on consoles. Yeah. Cuz on PC they have the luxury of um basically having the player choose the settings that are best for their yep. uh graphics card. I always turn it. Whereas out. with whereas with consoles, they can give you the options, but they're fixed options. You can't play with the options, you can't play with the settings on that one. Maybe At least not. Will. as, I don't not, know. Maybe not to the well, not to the extent as PC.
1: Yeah, like for I example, I have games. I have a, a ray tracing. I have an RTX video card, so I have ray tracing, but I turn it off in all games because it's just. Oh, the twenty seventy. Yeah, I have the twenty seventy super, but I just turn it off no. because it, it it impacts performance in in such a big way that it's just not worth it. I mean, Battlefield Five yeah. uh, has support; it's one of the first games. Uh, it just impacted performance in, in in such a way that I just didn't like it. And I am thinking about upgrading to a 3080. But even then, I'm, I am i don't think I'm going to use ray tracing. And and I feel that the, the one thing that consoles will do for PC gaming is that it will make ray tracing a thing. Because now on PC, you see that the adoption rate for it is pretty low. And it's been available for almost two years now, ray tracing. And, well, I and mean, nobody's ray tracing
0: it. has been available software-wise, right? Because they're not doing it. They're using, like, DLSS to do it. Oh, so the, the Nvidia cards support uh, hardware based ray tracing. They
1: have besides seven, yeah, because be because they have CUDA cores and they have ray tracing cores. So they like made a, a different uh, hardware thingy for that. But mm-hmm. so there are games that support it. Uh, it's it's available from a hardware point of view. It's just like it's, it's not being used a lot. I mean, yeah. Nvidia is trying to get as much people on board. But if you look at all the games that came out. A lot of games that have it, so I think that the PC, the, the consoles will will push ray tracing and make it a bigger thing on PC. It's just the question of how and what. I mean, AMD is coming out with a GPU at the end of the month that will also support hard, hardware-based ray tracing. So you know, there's more options available to customers because if you want ray tracing now, it's a premium you have to pay. Yeah, true,
0: true. Uh, yeah, so outside of that, I think. I think we can honestly say that I'm ready for next gen. Um, (laughs)
1: I'm
0: more, I'm more ready to see the reviews for the systems and the games um, just to see how, you know, how the games look, how they, you know, how people respond to the systems. We still haven't seen the UI for the PlayStation five. Yep. Oh, right. Almost forgot one thing about the the thing the one big thing that we learned from the impressions.
1: I was about to um, say it, but I'll
0: let you do the honors. So remember how remember how those consoles come with what terabyte or eight twenty five each, and if you are if if you're an avid listener uh, and if you listened to previous episodes earlier this year, where I said yeah, the one terabyte and especially the eight twenty five in the PlayStation Five. Is really not a lot um, of uh, of space. Well, they kind of proved me right because the outlets were saying were showing off the actual hardware space available to you on the place on the Xbox One X. Again, this is a preview model, so the space might be a little bit bigger, but it showed off like 820 gigs available yeah, on a okay. one terabyte hard drive. Yep. That's insane. Even if you're saying that part of it is for the OS and part of it is so that you can use quick resume so that they can use the NVMe as RAM, as virtual RAM, that's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you plug in the one terabyte SSD c drive, it takes a little bit less, so you get yeah. 900 gigs that you can use, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's still... And there are rumors floating around that the PlayStation 5 will have... Six hundred and sixty-five gigabytes. Well, people
0: have been doing the math, if, yeah. and as by using that, by using the Xbox uh, Series as a um, kind of a baseline, and yeah, like if you do the math, you would end up being at somewhere around six hundred gigs, which is maybe two and a half Call of Duty Modern Warfare.
1: Yeah, Seriously, but I think we have to. Games,
0: right? uh, I think we have to keep in mind that. And I think, I don't
1: know, I think the Xbox will use the same thing. But on the PlayStation, they're using different compression techniques, newer compression techniques called Kraken, or a newer variation of Kraken, which has a far bigger efficiency rate in compressing games. Because they're, for, they gave us an example. They said, like, where Call of Duty is 200 gigs now on PS4, it might actually turn out to be 100 gigs on PS5 because of the compression. And also because I think both consoles will let you download or delete parts of the game that you're not using so if you only play multiplayer in call of duty you can just uninstall the single player and just have the multiplayer on your drive and to be honest i i played the single player finished it loved it but i've never touched it after that so if i can just remove that and save space why not i mean Mm -hmm. that will be uh i think that will save a lot of space in uh in, in games
0: yeah yeah, I hope that works, but uh, as of right now, if you haven't <laughs> the five hundred, I I shudder to think how how much space you actually have on the five hundred and twelve Xbox Series X. If you are if you are thinking of getting an Xbox Series X, one good on you because it's way cheaper. The other, maybe also put some money aside for an for so one of those Seagate. Hard drive expansion cards? Because, yeah, the 512 is not going to cut it at all. Not even a little bit. And, yes, Microsoft has given an example of if you're going to do backwards compatibility games, you can transfer them to and from an external hard drive. um, And that's fine. But that just reminds me of what Iwata Sun used to say when the Wii came out, calling the Wii storage a fridge and then you know taking off stuff and then putting them back in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, people didn't like it back in 2006 and I'm pretty sure people still don't like that uh, uh, analogy now. So it's kind of weird that they're promoting it in sort in that kind of way like putting it away and then putting it back when you want to. And the transfer speeds if you're using an SSD are is fine. It takes a few minutes, but the fact that you have to do that is crazy at all. Yeah. So and that's And that's, again, for the backwards compatibility games, you can at least play them on an external hard drive. But if you're talking about a PlayStation 5 game or an Xbox Series game, you have to transfer it to the internal MVV. Otherwise, it ain't working.
1: You know, that. uh, the only thing I hope with this generation, because we're seeing speed gains and improvements all across the board, the only thing I really hope Sony is going to change and going to have a look at is their infrastructure, because if you, for example, now if you have to download an update to a game or uh, download a game in general, it takes so long on the PlayStation. I hear that it's really smooth on the Xbox, but for example, and I don't know if people know this and if they didn't know, now you know, but if you, for example, are going to download a game or an update on your PlayStation 4, if you restart the PlayStation, it kind of resets all the connections and it downloads everything a lot faster. I was downloading a game the other day, and it said four hours. And I thought, like, no, this is not going to take four hours. And I just restarted it, my PlayStation, and it said, oh, no, it's going to take 90 minutes. I'm like, yeah, really? The fact that I have to do this every time? <laughs> I mean,
0: I hope they fix that. I know, that. man. I know. Yeah, they, they better fix that, because that's yeah,
1: um, A really quick game yeah, yeah. PS5, by the way, is that mm-hmm. what we learned with the teardown is that those side panels are user removable, so that ties into maybe the customization that has been speculated about. That Sony will just bring out, or maybe third parties will bring out those side panels in all sorts of colors and I designs. Mean, they can
0: license it out and do yeah. that. Yeah, I
1: mean, I would love to see uh, a, a cyberpunk Black PlayStation Five, definitely. But like maybe a cyberpunk or a oh, or a I'm God pretty of sure war. that. that-
0: CD Project Red is already working on that. Yeah, if I mean, they, they haven't they're... done it already, yeah. I'm sure that it is there. That would be really cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that next year, <laughs> next year, with, <laughs> with uh, God of War Ragnarok, yeah. they'll probably have some special plates for that yep. as well. A blue PlayStation or something like that. Yeah. So uh, we're almost through the news, but there are a few little things that I also wanted to pick up on. So... Apparently, the Nintendo Switch Pro, in quotes, got leaked on MediaMarkt's <laughs> website. I don't know which MediaMark specifically. I think it was like Poland or something. I, I'm i pretty sure it's been taken down by now. But yeah. um, there have been rumors flooding around about a next-gen Switch. I don't think whatever the, the next Switch is going to be, it's not going to be like a Pro thing. It's going to be a next-generation. Um, Nintendo has already said that they're working on a next-generation system um probably come out I don't I don't think it's going to come out anytime soon considering the time frame because the way it worked with the switch was they announced that they were working on the switch 2 years before it got even like an official reveal really? let alone release yeah because it got announced somewhere early in 2015 and the reveal of it was October 2016 and the system came out in March 2017
1: I almost I thought like, oh they will probably do it next year,
0: yeah. I mean a lot of people are th- assuming that it's coming. To, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out next fiscal year. So that means after March twenty twenty one. People were speculate. People were also speculating that um, Monster Hunter Rise because it looks so good that it was running on a next gen Switch. So during interviews, people were asking them like. Is this running on a current-gen Switch, or is it running on something else? No, this is running on Switch hardware. As of right now, we don't know what Nintendo is working on in terms of hardware, but considering that we know that Capcom partnered with Nintendo, um, they actually went to Capcom to get some advice on what they should put into the Switch in terms of hardware, what they were asking for. Um, The reason why the Switch has way more RAM than it does, than it would have had it's partially because of them so them putting out a game that looks this good finally using a very specific version of the RE engine um that's the reason why so if they're if they're partnering again on you know what to put into the next switch or if they're doing like a mid gen refresh um maybe something like that might come out next year but honestly the it's all rumors right now because they have, I'm not going to lie, they do have to bring out something that will allow them to port um, next gen games a bit easier to, to the Switch. And having a next generation chip in there would be nice. And some extra RAM would also be nice. Because maybe then we can finally get themes. Huh? Yeah. Seriously, that thing has been out for four years. You can't even have themes or like subfolders for our games. If you look at my game list on my switch it's ridiculously huge you can't even order it or anything so uh yeah here's to that um in other news and also something that i'm going to talk about in what we've been playing pikmin 3 deluxe is coming out next uh as you're listening to this it'll be coming out this friday uh the uh, october 16th oh sorry not october 16th why do i keep thinking that it's coming out October 30th. <laughs> but the demo for Pikmin 3 Deluxe is out, and a save file from that demo travel, uh, transfers to the full game. Um, I've played it. Uh, I'll be talking about it in what we've been playing. Um, game looks as good as it's ever been. Uh, it now has co-op right from the get-go, which is great because the previous version did not have that. Um, we also got more... To see from Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, we got some gameplay from Zelda and Urbosa, who a lot of people uh, really uh, are into because she's a uh, very pretty and very strong uh, Garuda woman. So, yeah, that's plus she snaps her fingers and lightning strikes. So, what's not to love? Um, There's a lot of cool uh, uh, gameplay footage from not only TGS but also the Nintendo Treehouse. Uh, had a gameplay feature also on Pikmin 3 Deluxe. So if you want to check those out, it's on the Nintendo uh, of America channel and, on YouTube. Um, and lastly, the one thing that I want to talk about. So remember how Amazon is bringing out their own streaming service, Luna?
1: And, they're, and, they're and they
0: also have their own studios that they bought. Yeah. Well, one of those studios made a game, if you may, may or may or not have heard of it called Crucible, which came out and was so poorly received that they had to take it back into closed beta for further um, improvements. Oh, yeah. And now it's canceled. Hey. That, okay. is yeah. <laughs> that is the saddest thing. That is Here's the thing. You know what? At least it didn't turn into Anthem, which a lot of people are saying about Marvel's Avengers, that it's this year's Anthem.
1: Oh, I don't um,
0: so. But I again, it's like both games are live, you know, live games. They tend to get better with time. I mean, if you look at like the Division Two, that one only got better with time. So the only difference is the Division Two was actually good and got better, <laughs> whereas Anthem was not good and is now in some weird limbo. Um, so Amazon just was like, no, we're gonna pull the plug on this. Um, it's too much to uh, essentially get it done um to get it into working order um which is really disappointing well it's disappointing, I wouldn't say if it's really disappointing because I haven't had a chance to play it yet but it's but it's really disappointing for the developers because they've put so much time and effort into this game, only to have it cancelled in such a way it's just it, it's just yeah, I feel for the developers in this case. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, I yeah, it's just really sad in that regard. I hope that their next project goes a bit better. Um, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, if you're listening to this, I seriously doubt it because you're a billionaire. (laughs) Treat your people better, like, give them the resources that they need, like, just. Because they haven't, like, they only, I don't know what Amazon Games has put out that people are talking about. I mean, the only reason why you find out about Crucible is because Crucible came out with little to no fanfare out of open beta. And then they got a lot of feedback that it wasn't good. So they had to go back into closed beta, hopefully get it fixed. And then they were like, yeah, no, yeah, no and that on um, also also close to the launch of their own geek streaming platform not to mention that Google still hasn't put out anything on Stadia that is you know from their studios so
1: yeah just recently find out that uh they were able to i think this happened a while back but they got uh the former studio head of uh Santa Monica Studio to work uh, come over at Stadia so she's she's leading a studio there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I came across. I think it happened a while back, but it's something that I read the other day. I'm like, wow, okay, that's smart of
0: Stadia. So they're still willing to invest in Stadia, but yeah. they're not showing it, or at least they're not pushing it hard enough to make you feel like they they still care. All right, okay. Hey, as long as they care, I'm fine with it. Um, hopefully, hopefully Stadia quiet, gets better. It's been. Way too quiet, yeah, and also the fact that the new um chrome cast that's coming out does not support Stadia out of the gate but through an update or through sideloading if you're brave enough. Um, that's also kind of weird, but then again, the new Pixel phones that came out come with three months of Stadia. So, what is it? Are you supporting it? Or are you not supporting it? I don't know what's going on there. It's really weird. Um, what is not weird, and which is going to be our last article of the day, um, Microsoft is looking into getting X Cloud working through browsers on iOS. I saw that. So basically, the same thing that uh, Luna is going to do for Amazon, Microsoft is looking into a similar solution to that. If they do that, that's. Great! I will be one of the first to try it out because, you know, I'm a big fan of streaming your games. I know. Shout Shoutouts, GeForce Now. Please <laughs> get your act together. <laughs> Please get your act together, Nvidia. Like and like, GeForce Now is one of the best things to ever happen to gaming, and it's suffering because developers are really have their knickers in a twist. To say it in a very British way, but. <sighs> Yeah, but yeah, if it's if Xcloud can work also on iOS, that would be great. Um, that means you're not alienating like a huge player base. Um So yeah, let let's see how that goes. Outside of that, um I'm curious to see how Luna goes, but since Luna is only coming out in the US, we don't really have a lot of we don't we don't have a way to cover it as of now.
1: We can follow so, online. But. Yeah, I mean, we
0: can follow online and see how other people res- uh, you know respond to it and see like what the general vibe is about it. So. Yeah. And also, they're promising a lot of stuff that Stadia promised that but has yet to deliver. So let's see if they're able to deliver on day one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will be going into a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be doing what we've been playing.
1: Alrighty everybody, welcome back to our second segment. What have you been playing? What have you been playing, Maximilian?
0: Uh well not a lot. Uh there's a few things that I've been playing. Um let's just get to the nitty-gritty. I've been playing uh Spider-Man again on my PlayStation 4. Spidey <laughs> Um but with an with a little bit of a caveat because right now I'm not um I'm not at my own place. Uh, So I don't have access to my PlayStation 4 physically, but um, as it have it, I have my uh, old uh, PlayStation Vita, and I enabled my PlayStation 4 to be able to do um, remote play. Um, And it's been an interesting journey, to say (laughs) the least, because the Wi-Fi where I'm staying is not so great. So it tends to knock out, especially because it's uh because the uh Vita only supports two point five two point five gigahertz Wi-Fi. So if you're a little bit far, the connection keeps dropping. I mean I can play it on my on my on my smartphone, but the problem is I didn't bring my controller and the controls on the smartphone touchscreen screen are absolute garbage
1: <laughs> to say the least. Um, I actually know somebody that played Red Dead Redemption online on his smartphone through remote play. I never understood why he did it. No
0: controller? Just on the...
1: Yeah, he did it to complete some tasks, to get some money and stuff like that. But I never understood why he put himself through that. But, you know.
0: Wow. That's just good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I've been playing that. Honestly, the Vita is also not the ideal way to play, but it's at least better than Complete Touch. Because, you know, if you've played Spider-Man on PlayStation 4, if you want to swing through the city, you have to use R2. And R2 is the back plate, like the upper right corner of it. And your placement always shifts. So sometimes I'll be swinging around. If my finger slips a little bit, he suddenly stops swinging and drops down. Oh, no. Which is really annoying. Um, Also real annoying is I haven't played this game in a really long time. So there are some moves that I've kind of forgotten. And it also doesn't help that the controls don't really accommodate for it. Um, I can't change the way the back panel is set up. So I can't have the, the the R2 and L2 be lower on the back panel. Because the lower half of the back panel is L3 and R3. Which is really annoying. Um, so yeah, the, the, I've been struggling through that. And I also found out that missions that I already did in the past, I had to do them again because I was doing a mission I'm like, wait, that I, I've been through this before. Oh no, it's the sneak mission with Mary Jane. Ah, oh, oh. the one where I died a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh I finally uh. got through it. I don't know how. I finally got through that part and I'm so happy because I could not handle that anymore. And I'm afraid that if I'm going to I mean if I'm going to finish this game I'm going to have to finish it on my console or I'll have to bring my controller because if I have to do all that that I just did, even the side missions are a challenge now because of it. Because I do not remember how to dodge. <laughs> <laughs> so I use the jump button <laughs> instead and zip, <laughs> which is also annoying because you have to use L2, R2 to zip. Um so yeah, it's been interesting. It's been in- I've been doing some side missions. Um I'm trying to do all the side missions before I have to do the next main storyline mission. I'm at 67% of the game story, so I'm actually pretty far along. I've passed the halfway point at least.
1: I've been um, uh, wanting to play Spider-Man for a while now, but I'm just holding out until the PS5 version comes out, so I can just play that
0: one. So you're gonna get the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition?
1: I think I am, because I just want to. That's the Spider-Man. only way to
0: play the remaster. I, I,
1: I, I know, and I just, I just really want to play Spider-Man. But I thought, like, you know what? I might as well just wait until the PS5 comes out, and I'll just buy the remastered version. And I'll just, I mean, I'm gonna pay eighty bucks. Man,
0: I don't mind. I've, I've committed. <laughs> Eighty Euros, my goodness. Alright. Um Yeah, so I've been playing that. Uh I've also, as I said before in the news segment, I played a little bit of the Pikmin 3 demo. And uh yeah, it plays pretty smoothly. The whole thing with Pikmin 3 on the Wii U was that you can use the touch screen to aim uh where you toss Pikmin and also helps you to um do some multitasking because you have three characters that you can control in that game. The multitasking is a little bit more of a challenge because you don't have the touchscreen to do it with. So you have to do it through button prompts or, you know, not button. Yeah. Buttons, um, not button prompts. It's not quick times. (sighs) Um, So that was a little bit of a challenge. Also a little bit of a challenge was aiming where you toss the Pikmin. Luckily they added a lock on feature which I think the Wii U version kind of had, but you never used it because it was way easier to use the stylus and tap where you want to toss Pikmin because that's way more precise. But since you lose the precision, you have to rely on, uh, you know, the, the, the control sticks. The lock-on is a bit of a blessing in that regard. Uh, I've played through the demo twice because the demo only goes up to the first boss of the game. And that's it. And it does, essentially, it doesn't matter how long you take over it because the game works in in in-game days. The first time I played through it, I did it in five days. The second time I played through it because, you know, I've Mm -hmm. played through it the first time. I was able to do it in three days. And in both cases, it said, thank you for playing the demo. First, I thought, oh, maybe the limit is five days, but it's specifically that boss battle. So, yeah, game still looks pretty. um, Runs like a dream on Switch. And as I said before, it has co-op because the the previous version of this game did not have co-op. From the get-go, you can do co-op and the co-op is jump in, jump out. So you can start co-op whenever you want or stop it whenever you want. But it is couch co-op. Which is a little bit unfortunate. I kind of hoped that they were going to do online co-op. Um, but I get it. Um, it it's it, If you have kids and you want to share the love of Pikmin with them, this is a great way to start. You don't need to play the previous two games. Because even though there are references to the previous two games, you don't need to know about the two games to enjoy Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Outside of that... Uh, I have been playing Genshin Impact, you know, the uh, Breath of the Wild clone on the is PlayStation 4. It, I recently found out that it's free-to-play. I didn't actually know that. It's free-to-play, yeah, because it's, well, it's a Chinese uh, mobile developer and um, their previous game, Honkai Impact 3rd, was also free-to-play. So I'm not surprised that this is also free-to-play. I am surprised that they brought out a console version and there's a version coming out on Switch later. Um so I've been playing it for a while now, and mm, yeah, that's the extent to what I kinda am willing to say. I've been playing it, and I'm honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm surprised that I'm still playing Genshin Impact, because the mechanics that they were inspired by, by Breath of the Wild, kind of feel tacked on, almost as if it was an afterthought. The open world is fine, but it is a bit more restrictive because it's trying to funnel you through a story. You also have side quests that you can do and daily quests that you can do because of course you can because it's basically a mobile game. It's also out on smartphones. Um, Try it out on smartphone. Stick to the PlayStation 4 and PC because the controls are better. The controls are better, but they're also not great on PlayStation 4 because you can tell that they were meant for, for mobile and they mapped it in a way that is slightly off. I don't know how to explain it. The only way that I can say is if you've played Genshin Impact on your PlayStation 4 or on your PC with a controller, you'll understand what I mean. And as far as I can tell, because I haven't checked it out yet, I don't think you can remap the controls if you can let me know um, on, on our Instagram or on our Twitter, which is at game underscore rivals underscore um, or at me at Maximilian uh, let me know it because I have absolutely no idea um, it is a surprisingly pretty game um, which is saying well which is kind of saying a lot and not because their previous game also looked really good and that was a mobile game. Like, that was a mobile-only game. So, they have the pedigree, and they have the talent for the artwork and stuff like that. But stuff like uh cutscenes, the cutscenes are all voiced, which is cool. You can choose Japanese or English VO. But in most cases, the lip flaps do not match... At all. So you're watching this cutscene and they're talking and the lip flaps are doing something completely different. Almost like I, the Japanese mode of Ghost of Tsushima. I again I haven't seen that a lot of that of the Japanese VO on Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Uh, but um, yeah, it I think no, you know what? No. I'm pretty sure it's actually worse than that because there are some there are some I. think I have footage of that. I may post it to our YouTube channel, uh, some highlights. But there are actual scenes where the lip flaps move a bit and then stop entirely. And they're still talking. (laughs) They're still talking. That's so bad. Oh, no. It's so horrible. Um, Story is interesting kind of i'm not really following it because they have a character in there called paimon and if you hated Fi or navi from uh, ocarina of time or skyward sword respectively i'm gonna say this paimon is like a hundred times worse she also talks and in english she refers to herself in the third person oh my god and in japanese she has that really high-pitched baby voice you don't have and to if impersonate that's the stuff, it, uh... i'm not gonna impersonate it but let me say this anybody who talks crap about navi you know paimon is way worse okay way absolute worse not fun that luckily only in the early game and in certain dialogues in the game that you'll hear her outside of that you can skip most of the dialogue anyway, or you can turn off voice acting. I think you can turn off voice acting entirely, so then you don't have to hear Aaron Sussman blabbing. Um, outside of that, it's interesting. I would say give it a go if that is something that interests you. It's free to play. Um, there are a lot of people that are playing it and are actually enjoying it, which also surprises me. So there must be something good about the game outside of the aesthetics and the uh, quote-unquote breath of the wildness about it. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nice. What have you been playing, Sean Templar?
1: Um, I started playing the a Star, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order again. The funny thing is, is I bought the game last year, and then uh, I played it for a couple of hours, and then I gave it to Robin the day that the lockdown in the Netherlands started. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, I no. didn't see, yeah, and I didn't see my game for a while. And then he gave it back to me a while back. And I, I was playing other stuff like Ghost of Tsushima, and stuff like that. So eventually I thought like, hey, I want to play Star Wars. So um, I, I had to relearn all the controls again because, you know, it's been Naturally. months since I played it. Yeah. But there was one thing that annoyed the hell out of me. Mm. That game is... I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but they're giving you a lot of freedom in the game, but they're not giving you a lot of directions in the game on where to go. They're like, here's the map, and you can press the map at any time to see where you want to go. But I don't like the way the map is built up because it's like this holographic stacked map. So it's sometimes really hard to see where you are or where you need to go. There's no... no...
0: Stacked holographic map? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. It's it's a bit confusing. It kind of reminds me of... Metroid Prime's map, because that's also stacked and holographic. Yeah,
1: so it's really annoying, because there's no clear directions when you're playing the game, like where you need to go. It's not like a visual indication or anything. You know, in, 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 yeah. in some games, there's like, if you, for a long time, you don't know where to go, they'll just give you a hint where to go. And here, that's not... I spent like maybe like an hour just trying to figure <laughs> out how to, how to get to my ship, because that's where the level ended. <laughs> and and it's really annoying because it takes me out of the action because I just yeah. want to finish or or get through this game. So that's something that's really turning me off. And also what I started to notice is that the game, from a performance-wise, it's it's hitching a lot. So I have it on 4K mode instead of on 60 FPS mode. And so it started to stutter a lot and, and, and freeze up at some points. And I'm like, hey, this is strange. I didn't have this issue bef- when I played it in November. And then I switched to 1080p 60 mode which was a strange switch because then everything is buttery smooth all of a sudden. <laughs> but even there, the game is stuttering at some po- point. So it, it doesn't really encourage me to play on. I still mm. want to know how the game finishes, so I'll, I'll try to get in some time. But, you know,
0: I'm, I'm kind of struggling with it. Maybe maybe get it on a, on EA Play and do it through that. I was thinking about state.
1: that, yeah, because then I at least can play it smoothly on the PC and just mm. I have an Xbox One controller, so I can use that. Um so, yeah, basically that. I mean, the game feels like Uncharted. It looks beautiful. It, uh, it's it's nice to wield a lightsaber and to use all those force tricks. Combat is also pretty challenging because it, it has a bit of that Dark Souls-y combat, which is mm. it's pretty cool. But, yeah. yeah, you know, I just have to get my time through it. Um, I saw that Rogue Company is finally available. So I downloaded that and I played it for a bit. Um, it's, it's That's right. It's an okay game. It's not really my cup of tea um i've tried a couple I, of matches I, I
0: played the uh i played it in closed beta on switch um i got a i got a code for that back uh right before it came out and then when it um it wasn't like on switch it's also not bad like i know what you mean like it's not a bad game yeah um it's there's potential I, to get it into a really good place but for yeah. now it feels a little
1: bit yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I don't like. I'm used to Call of Duty aiming now because I play Call of Duty on the on the PlayStation, and it, that's yeah. really. I have my sensitivity on high, and when I put sensitivity on high here, it becomes uncontrollable for me. So I, I tried that. Um, and besides that, is there anything else I played on my PlayStation? I know that the Call of Duty beta is supposed to be this weekend. I'm still waiting to be able to download it. There's also yeah, going to be a.
0: That's ha- That's been a really weird.
1: Yeah, and there's also going to be another beta. I think either next week or a week after for everyone, so PC and Xbox, because now it's only been exclusive for PlayStation. Yeah. Um. So I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah, besides that, I have put hours and hours into Among Us this week. It is just crazy. <laughs> I mean, that game kind of came out of nowhere, and um, you know what the funny part is? That game came out like two years ago. I know. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is the developers were going to make a sequel and then they said, no, no, no we're going to cancel the sequel or we'll put it on hold for now. And we're going to focus on the first game and really make that well. Um, I'm playing it on uh, mobile. Um, you can get it on uh, on PC. I think it's like five bucks or something. And I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about getting it on PC because it plays a lot easier now. Um, but I mean, holy crap, that game is so I've 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 played it for a couple of hours, maybe every night and we've had we, what we do is, is we jump into a discord and then we're just muting when we're when we're playing and then when somebody gets uh, uh reports about it or something we start talking but i have had moments where people are just screaming at each other <laughs> i've had so much <laughs>, laughs that my jaws just start to hurt and i've and the funny thing is, is like the second day we were playing i was the imposter for i think four times in a row Whoa. And and yeah, and that's never happened. And then what? Not what? What? That, what has that caused now? That no, nobody trusts me. So now every, every game, it's like, yeah, he's it. It's it. John Templer. He's he's the imposter. And I'm like, no, give me a chance to defend myself. No, no, it's you, my man. Boop, and they vote me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I I have nasty tactics as well. I mean, what I what I'll do is is, is I'll kill somebody. I've, like what I did was I killed somebody. And then I just did something, I just went away and did some other tasks or faked some tasks and then somebody would report the body and Mm -hmm. then they would ask, oh, what happened? And then people would talk and blah, 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 blah. And then I would say like, yeah i don't know but what i did th- thought was suspicious was that uh, that person walked from there and there and the body is there so it's it's kind of strange so maybe it's a self-report or whatever and then the person like no no that's not possible like, yeah i mean you don't have a problem you can't def- i don't have a really good defense so i think it's you and then i just convinced everybody else and then we just outvoted that person so i got like two <laughs> kills in one go and then it happened a couple of times and it's it's we usually play with two imposters because we get like a group of either 10 or eight people. And it's just amazing. I, I play with some people. Some people are just ruthless. They they won't even listen. They're like, no, you're okay. Bye. And they vote you out. I, I played with other people and I don't know why it was the first time I was playing with them. And they were playing so civilized, so calm. And they, had, um, they did it through Zoom. And then they would turn their webcams on as well. When oh. uh, when there was a report. So that makes it even more difficult. Because you have to keep a poker oh, face. Now you have to act. Yeah. Wow. That was really hard. Because there were some moments that I was the imposter. Like, oh, I have to keep. I have to make sure that I don't just
0: laugh. Or, 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 or look away. Or say something strange, you know. Maybe so, a tactic when you're doing that is wearing sunglasses. Like the reflective ones. So yeah. That. That's a good one. I think I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean. Oh, man. It's. It's. I
1: love this. It is so intense. It is so chaotic. It is uh I love it.
0: All right. I mean, I'm going to be joining in hopefully sometime soon. Um again, it's a little bit difficult for me to do stuff like that right now, but yeah, I mean, I played a match of Among Us, but that I the way it happened for me was I found about I found out about Among Us because I was seeing it pop up in my YouTube feed like crazy and I was yeah. like, "Okay, you know what?" I'm not going to check out these videos. I'm just going to check out what this game is. So I downloaded it and I was so confused about what what was supposed Um, to happen. Because The game uh, itself does not really explain itself well or
1: at all. There's no tutorial. No. It has a little bit of a learning curve.
0: So the first time I played it, I wasn't the imposter. I wasn't the imposter or I was the imposter. I don't remember. I wasn't. No, I was not the imposter. Um... But we did get the rep- the imposter on the first try. <laughs> yeah, so that was really short. That was like, I've had moments. Okay. In which
1: I just killed people, and then yeah. they just send me a message while I'm playing, and they send me a message, and they just shout at me or they scream or curse at me, and they mm-hmm. say like, "I knew it was you! Ah, I knew it was you!" And then they're like my first kill, and then there's this guy who you've, I play Call of Duty with, and uh, the game is called Reposteeltje. I killed him so many times that now he has this personal grudge slash vendetta against me. So every time he's the imposter, he kills me first, or when he's uh, when when I'm an, a crewmate or whatever, he just always tries to vote me off as first because he's like, no, 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 you killed me so many times. I don't trust you. You're the imposter. So I've created this <laughs> this really tricky situation, and I'm just I'm just trying to play the game, you know. <laughs> but I put myself in a tough spot with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the way it is, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the funny part is with some things you can hear it in people's voice. So, with one, Ooh. we were playing with somebody, and I could hear in that person's voice that that the person was laughing, or it was really hard for that person to contain their laugh. And I was "Like, you're really, you're you're really keeping yourself together, but I think you're about to just burst out and laugh." And she said, "No, no, no!" And then she just started to laugh out loud, and then we knew, <laughs> like, yeah, it's you. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love uh, it. I saw that some people are playing a hide and seek variant of the game. I haven't tried that yet, but there's apparently something like that in, in there as well. I, I'm really curious to see where the game will go, because
0: it's taking the industry by surprise and by storm. Yeah. And it's really cool. I, I mean And yeah. and also on the heels of um of season two of uh, Fall, Fall guys. guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yesterday, the this weekend
1: is the the Formula One Grand Prix at the Nürburgring in Germany. Yesterday, during first practice, the, they didn't do it because it was so misty. So somebody sends me a picture of the McLaren team on Twitter post... So the FP1 hasn't started. Who's up for a game of Among Us? And you just see a character of Among Us and it's called McLaren. He's in an orange suit. And then the the Williams team responds, says, yo, what's your code? I mean, (laughs) how how funny is that? I mean, I saw that and it just cracked me up.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I hope they actually (laughs) played.
1: I I hope so too. I mean, how cool would it be to have all those Formula One teams just play together? That would be fun. Oh, man. Yeah. I think uh, we've covered it all with that, right?
0: Yep. All do right. Do the
1: honors. I will try to do the honors. So as always, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Game Rivals. We really appreciate it. Um, you can follow us on a, a range of outlets. Um, first and foremost, the podcast, of course, which is our, our baby. Um, you can fo- you can listen to the podcast on all major platforms, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, Google Podcasts podcast uh, you can just follow, uh, listen to it there don't forget to leave us your your ratings and your opinions we're always looking for ways to improve the podcast we're also available on twitter at game underscore rivals underscore you can reach out to maximilian who is at uh, Maximilian. million um, you can reach out to us on instagram and also follow us on instagram we're going to be doing a lot more with instagram uh, in the coming weeks and months, and um, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we, we're we're going to also what we're going to start doing soon is we're going to start posting the older episodes we've already recorded. So we're going to upload those to YouTube, and we will also work our way towards the newer episodes. We will also post that, so you have a, a way to look at that. We don't have webcams set up yet because because of the whole situation in the world. The dying breed of webcams have skyrocketed in price and webcams have become expensive again and also hard to find. So um, for now, we have a, a pretty cool creative solution that you, that we have in place so you can at least listen and also see some cool things while you're, uh, you're listening. Um, we're also going to do something cool. We're going to do one of our first collaborations. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to tease about it. But uh, we're gonna do a collaboration soon, and we're really—I'm personally
0: excited. really excited about this one.
1: I uh, even I am excited, and <laughs> I normally would not be—at least people would not expect me to get excited for this one. So uh, keep an eye out on on, on mainly, I think Instagram, because we will slowly reveal what's going to happen there. And um, I think, yeah, just just. From the bottom of our hearts, again, thank you every to everyone in our in our little Game Rivals family or community for supporting us all these times and just sticking with us and being with us. We
0: really appreciate it. And here's to the future and making our family even bigger. Yes. Thank you, uh, Sean Templar. Um, I also, once again, want to say same, thank you, guys. Thank you for the listens. Thank you for the follows. Continue to share. Don't forget to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcast, Google Play, or whatever. Wherever you can give a five star rating, it helps lift up the podcast as well. Uh follow us on Instagram. That also you can catch up with us with there very easily. Um also follow us on Twitter as uh Sean Templar said. Um and once again just thank you guys um for being such great uh fellow rivals. So, it's just the with- part where we get booed off the stage so <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say I have been and always will be Sean Templer and I have been and always be Maximilian X and we'll catch you on the next one see ya